Hey, welcome to the Jesus, Sex, and Politics podcast. I'm Micah. And I'm Nathan. And here we talk about all the things that culture doesn't want to talk about. That'll scare you. So today, we are going to talk about hypocrisy and the hypocrisy of this incredible story that just broke over the weekend, and nobody's covering it in the press, and it's this is Watergate times 10. This is the spying on the Trump campaign back in 2016, and then 17 when he was president by the Clinton campaign, and nobody seems to care right now. Nathan, what is going on? Well, you know, there's this little thing called, they're complicit, <laughs> they are they the 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 press was in on the whole thing and they take their marching orders from whatever the left says that they're supposed to do and they're not going to they're not going to talk about it because that goes against the narrative how dare you actually come out with evidence that that they're doing the very things that they're accusing the other side of doing and they're all upset about that that one side's doing it. They are the ones who are masterminding it. If you don't know what we're talking about here, we're going to play a clip from uh, from Fox. Fox is like the only only place right now that's talking about Newsmax. this. Yes. Newsmax. If you aren't listening yeah, Newsmax to Newsmax, too, yeah. man, I'm yeah, telling you they're what. They're good. Every time I, I watch, I'm like, hey, there's another person from Fox that just moved over to Newsmax. <laughs> that's true. Newsmax is going to take over the world here pretty soon. I'm telling you. They're and up all, to 7 million downloads now. They're the fastest growing cable uh, thing going on right now, and I'm, I think we got to get them on great. Sirius XM. I, I I have Fox on Sirius XM, but so I'm going to pull a couple clips uh, from from that. But if you don't know what we're talking about, here is a here's a little story. Uh, it was um, on Brett Bayer, and he was talking about the origins and where it came from. Check it out. Special counsel John Durham has tied 2016 Democratic presidential nominee Hillary Clinton to an effort to infiltrate Trump Tower computer servers to set up a, quote, false narrative. Former Clinton campaign attorney Michael Sussman was in contact with a technology executive who tasked researchers to mine Internet data to establish an inference and narrative tying then-candidate Trump to Russia. Man. How many times did we hear in 2017, 2018, 19, 20, Russia, 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 the Mueller probe, we spent $50 million on, on that. It was incredibly wasteful spending, and it was all based on this, now we know, false narrative, and it's coming out. This is John Durham, ladies and gentlemen. This is, a, this is not a partisan hack. This is not somebody who's going out looking for uh, an answer they already have made up in their mind is the answer. They are just following the facts, and John Durham and this special probe has now found that the Clinton campaign was behind the Russia narrative. How many of my friends and people that I know back in 17 say, oh man, Trump and Russia, they're, they're totally in cahoots. And I remember just shaking my head being like, are you, are you awake? What are you, what are you talking? Where's the evidence? Well, we, we saw it on the news, CNN. <laughs> and that's what it was. I mean, literally. And I just was, I was dumbfounded. Unbelievable. Well, you know, they're serious journalists over there at CNN. And, <laughs> uh, and you know, I, I, the, the Leslie Stahl thing, I hope that you play that yeah. because yeah, yeah. This, is, this is like, you know, oh, we can't really see any evidence here. So this was and, Trump. Yeah, yeah, go run I've got, it, run got it. this. So this is Trump, and he was, he was interviewed in 2020 by Leslie Stahl from, from 60 Minutes, and, uh, and she basically was saying, Mr. President... There's no evidence. Check it out. Listen, listen to how condescending the mainstream media is towards President Trump. They spied on my campaign. Well, there's Leslie. no e real evidence of that. Of course there is. No. It's all over the place. Leslie, Sir, they spied on my campaign and they can got I, caught. Can I say something? You know, this is 60 Minutes. I'm a serious journalist. And we can't put on things we can't <laughs> no, verify. No, you won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. We can't Look, put on things we can't verify. Leslie, they spied and, on my campaign. Well, we can't verify that. It's been that. totally verified. No. It's been, just <laughs> no. go down and get the papers. They spied on my campaign. False. They got caught. No. And then they went much further than that, and they got caught. And you will see that, Leslie. And you know that, but you just don't want to no. put it on the air. Oh my gosh. I mean, See, it ain't so. It's just, no, no, they didn't do that. I mean, be the journalist. If you don't think they did this, then give us the facts. Show us the evidence why you said they didn't do that because he had the evidence. The papers were even reporting it at that time that they were, they were tapped. They were wiretapped. This is Watergate times 10. I mean, well, and, and not only that, it's, it's, 
it's that they they didn't stop with just uh you know spying on a candidate they spied on the president of the united states to do what to undermine him in such a way to pull the guy out of office that's tantamount to treason hey what's the uh what's the penalty for treason last time i checked it's death death penalty or life in prison but our founders were putting people like that to death i mean it was that serious and this is this was a this the thing that gets me is that this internet company uh that how did they have access to the white house how did they have access to bug the computers and to go in and find all this stuff and it was a it was a campaign that paid these these nerd internet guys right going into the to the white house and now compromising the security of our nation what what else is happening like that right now what other companies that are general contracted companies are now being used by china to go in to the united states you are such a conspiracy theorist (laughs) that's what they said so they said about this story four years ago you know you used to look at being called a conspiracy theorist as oh you know now you're you're on the edge of society you're a pariah (laughs) You know, but now if you're called a conspiracy theorist, you probably are right. A conspiracy theorist nowadays is just kind of fortune telling what's going to come true in about two years from now. So honestly, uh, honestly, they try to make you seem like a crazy nut job. But every time the evidence comes back, it is it, it, it just keeps going to this is exactly what they're doing. And the problem here, I think, is in, in the war that politics is. I think our founders believed just just like they believe the Constitution is for a moral and upright and religious people. They also believed that the that the freedom of the press was that balance that was going to hold our our legislative branch and executive branch. You know, it's going to hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. But what do you have when you have them pooling for one side only? When it's no longer that that they're going to be, you know, I love how Fox News says fair and balanced because that's what it ought to be. Give give us the argument. Let us hear them fought out, but don't just give us straight commentary. And you think about how many of these shows are nothing but they're they're nothing but political commentary. Um, they're not actually giving the news. Yeah. yeah. It, so. What do we do? I mean, Nathan, where where do you where do you get your news? I guess I'll ask that. Like you, you mentioned, Newsmax, and you know we've talked about Fox, but but in this season where especially church uh, and Christians and Jesus followers, how do we discern between truth and lies? And I I think we've lost we've lost the spirit of discernment probably in the way that the Lord wants us to be walking in that. I think we we should probably have a lot more discernment to where we can just sense a lie the moment it's spoken but wisdom would say okay if i don't have discernment i can at least search out the right voices mm-hmm. but we don't even have that anymore people don't even know where to go they, they look mm-hmm. they check facebook or they twitter or cnn or you know tiktoks whatever it is my question to you is where do you get your news how do you discern what's true and what's not well i i started uh when I was 14 years old, I started listening to Rush Limbaugh. And one of the things that he did was he would teach you how to spot the agenda. So, you know, you back in that day, when I'm 14 years old, back in the, you know, 1990, 1991, you didn't have a big Fox News presence. You had Rush and everybody else. <laughs> that was it. He, he, you know, he was the other side of the argument. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, the, he was a phenomenon, uh, which basically in the mid nineties, when, when Newt Gingrich and the Republicans end up taking the house, it was the first time they had taken it in like forever. Yeah. And everybody contract, contract, yeah, contract with America. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and they came back and the, the, the different Republican congressmen at that time, basically thanked Rush Limbaugh because he was the power house on, on his radio stations. So I listened to talk radio at that time. 
Um, I, I grew up in Pittsburgh, so it was, it was uh, KDKA radio, which was the major blowtorch, one of the first, one of the first uh, uh, radio stations in all of uh, all the United States in the world, actually. And um, so I, I, I listened to him. That gave me an understanding of the difference between the, the general news, you know, the mainstream media. I think that he was kind of really kind of coining that phrase at that time. So you, you learn to spot agenda and then Fox news came out that really grew. Um, and you had like Hannity and Combs, but you'd have both sides represented. They'd go at it. You know, it was, it was actually a lot of fun to listen to it. Um, and the ratings went through the roof, but you had to have cable, which, you know, our family couldn't afford cable. So, you know, I, I I just had to, you had to start researching different places to go to get that news. Eventually when I got, you know, where I could afford cable, I thought, you know, I'm not, I'm going to put some money into where I'm getting my news from. And I did largely listen to Fox news. And, and then I, I would always flip back and forth to CNN and MSNBC which I look at those as far left because I just wanted to kind of be able to hear the arguments. I, you know, the, the old saying is keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Mm -hmm. Right. I want to be able to at least know how my, my political enemy would, would go and articulate an argument. But uh, you know, even Fox news, they went downhill and in this last election cycle. And when they started moving away from truth, then all of a sudden you got you got Newsmax that yeah. popped up. It's now the fourth. They're like they're threatening. In fact, I'm pretty sure it's CNN and MSNBC that's trying to get Newsmax kicked out of the local media um, uh, opportunity to be in on the you know oh, yeah. on the press conferences yeah. yep. because they hate how much that's skyrocketing. Yeah, but I I got to be honest right now. I mean, it's free. Go get the Newsmax yeah. app. And listen to it free. I love it. it it'll take over. Uh, Newsmax is going to outtake Fox. Um, I think probably in the next ten years, and it, it will it will go back to this moment in time where people were desperately seeking for truth. Mm-hmm. Nobody was giving it to us in twenty twenty. I mean, mm-hmm. Fox News wasn't even doing that. Mm-hmm. Newsmax comes out and says, "All right, we're going to at least we're at least going to speak truth." And mm-hmm. you, they're going to look back to this as that was the the fuel in the rocket ship that catapulted us into existence mm-hmm. to where we could now start overtaking. And they, they're going to. I mean, they're probably already outdoing uh, CNN. I mean, CNN's numbers are abysmal. oh, they're terrible. They've lost ninety percent of their viewership in twenty twenty one. Well, and then go back to hypocrisy. Yeah, here's the people who are saying. Oh, Me Too movement, mm-hmm. and this is this is where we got you know Chris Cuomo on there, and and he's sexually harassing women, and <laughs> how many and of Zucker <laughs> and you know how many having, of those guys have been like, like caught with their pants down, literally? Well, Jeffrey Tubin, <laughs> <laughs> literally, and, and somehow he's like, Zoom and somehow call. he still has still a there. job. Well, because you he's know? just whacking off on a Zoom call. That's that's okay at CNN. You have, you know, you you know, he's not at least doing the deed with somebody else. Isn't that crazy? Isn't it's, that, it's, isn't that it's crazy? It's embarrassing. I mean, it's embarrassing. How are how could you be Jeffrey Tubin and like come to work ever again? How could you show your face in any way, shape, or form at any event? Like honestly, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> oh you know, my the, goodness! The, it's but but just the the covering for each other. Um, you know, what, what, what Cuomo did for his brother, you know, we're going to cover for that. And, you know, let the, the judicial process work, like all the stuff that happened in those, in those, uh, nursing homes. Yeah. How can he just walk after after that how does cuomo not even get prosecuted not even investigated nothing we're just not even going to do it we're just going to let it go that is like when we were studying habakkuk and and it was that law comes out numb Mm. that is that's what that reminds me of that's right so what is what do you think is going to happen to this spygate uh the the 
do you think the Clintons are going to be held accountable? Do you think there's going to be justice? I mean, we live in a world where like every millennial and their brothers are screaming for justice, you know, racial and social justice, right? But when it comes to this kind of stuff, it's like nobody, everyone turns a blind eye. They look the other way. It's like, well, we don't really care about justice when it comes to this. Like, do you think there's going to be prosecution for, you think we're going to see Hillary Clinton in jail? Do you think we're going to see? This is literally the treason. Yeah. And then you take January 6th Mm -hmm. and those people, who are literally ushered through doors by police officers who are telling them, go ahead, you know? Yeah. And you got these people and, you know, you you put your feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk and no, your family doesn't hear from you again yeah. as you go into a gulag in, 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 uh, in Washington, D.C., yeah. basically. We're equating what Hillary Clinton actually did and then this guy putting up his feet on Pelosi's desk is, is equivalent? Yeah. yeah. No it's, way. That's so, so asinine even to even make that comparison. I mean, it, it is lit, literally we're being told that January 6th is the worst thing that we've seen since Pearl Harbor is what Kamala Harris yeah, told That is us, so right? stupid. Isn't it's that, an insult that, to anybody's intelligence yep, yep. to say something like that. How, you know, what, what was it? 1,400 American lives dead that yep, day. Yep. And the only person dead on on that particular day on on January sixth was a pro Trump yeah. uh, uh, vet, yep. you know who who shot. I, that that is like insulting, yeah. stupid for her <laughs> to say that. It, we we have uh, we have desperately lost our way in America when it comes to justice. I think we think justice is one thing, and it and it is. I think the Lord has got to be shaking his head saying, you guys don't even have a clue what justice is. You are so far away from, from what is lawful. I mean, we, you know, we, we ask ourselves the questions a lot. Is it just because it's legal doesn't mean it's lawful in God's eyes. And we, we got to get back to what is lawful and what is it, what, what not just legal, but what is lawful in God's eyes. And I, I think when, when you seek that justice, you're doing what God is calling you to do. When you go after the social justice nonsense, that's, that's not justice in the sense of God's justice. If you read uh, Fault Lines by Vodi Bak- Bakum, he explains that so well that there's a big difference between God's justice and, and uh, social justice. Yeah. And, and we should be on the side of what God says is just. And, and, I, and you know, when it comes to this, uh, you know, using your 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 governmental power to take out your political opponents—that's what they do in communist nations. That's what they do in tyrannical, uh, authoritative states. This is weaponizing, like weaponizing the IRS. Yeah. We saw that during Lo- the Obama Lois administration Lerner. with Lois Lerner, yeah. right? If you were going after to be to 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 have a conservative five hundred one c three or whatever, they were holding all of that up, yeah. and they're preventing you from uh, raising money. I mean, we even see this thing going on with the truckers where money has been raised for these truckers and they're calling them domestic terrorists and all they're asking for is don't mandate the thing. They're not even against the vaccine. 85% of them are vaccinated. And and we're we're going to take this money. We're going to disseminate it to to groups that we actually agree with. And then they realized, oh, we're really going to get in hot water doing that. So then they came back and said, well, we'll send it back. So you find a different organization. By the way, GoFundMe seems to be a liberal organization. Oh, right? they, yeah, I'm never using them ever again. <clears throat> no. So now you get Give, Send, Go, yep. I think, is the yep. is the more conservative one. And then they're coming in and they're stopping that. Trudeau is going after people's finances to freeze it. And you just That's have to That's scary. It's Think scary. about that for a second. He called... He, he called in his emergency war powers he shut down bank accounts he's going after individual bank accounts and they can't get money out with of their atm uh, at the atm anymore through their accounts that right there is what a globalist does that trudeau is a globalist he is he thinks that this is okay to actually begin to stomp out his 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 opponents and he will use every measure possible that the government has to stop them and that is tyranny that's what despots do and we've got to stand up to that i'm so proud of these truckers for doing what they're doing and anyone who thinks these truckers are 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 terrorists are i would say you are a globalist you at this point you are in line with the the one world elite crowd that thinks they know best and that the little guy like a trucker should have no freedom no liberty 
you know what? Praise God that all throughout history, when we've seen people like those truckers unite, there's freedom. Freedom is powerful. Yeah. And it it's it takes over. I mean, we're seeing this now in Paris. We're seeing this yeah. now come to the United States. We're seeing this now uh, all throughout, spread throughout the entire world. And it's coming from the Canadians. Listen, if the Canadians <laughs> and the French in <laughs> any right. way begin to lead us, you know that liberalism has gone too far. No, the honestly, Canadians. the Canadians and the French. I am so proud of these people. They were the wusses of the night, uh, the 20th century. <laughs> and here they are showing Americans how to stand for liberty and freedom. I'm like, yes, you know, it's, uh, we're, we're, you know, the spirit of Lafayette may actually be, be coming back to America again. So we'll see. But yeah. uh, did you ever hear during the, uh, the, it wasn't the Gulf War, but it was, uh, I, I think during after 9-11, nobody wanted to buy anything from France. Did oh, you hear this? No, no. And so French's mustard was really suffering. But French's mustard. Was oh, that Grey Poupon? No, Pardon no, me. it's just French's mustard. The oh, yellow, the, the yellow. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, and so he, he uh, they actually are made in England. And they had to write a letter to the American people. <laughs> And, and, it, and it says, we're not actually French. The only thing that we have in common with the French is that we're yellow. You know? <laughs> the French mustard is gray poupon. Pardon me. Can I? Can I Would you have a gray yeah. poupon? <laughs> um, uh, that's funny. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing to me that, that the blue collar, I love that. I love the blue collar, the truckers. These are the people everybody was saying were look at they they're heroes because they're taking the life-giving supplies and making sure that things are happening boy but if they just step out yeah. to say hey you are you are causing us so much pain in the way we're living just drop the mandate that's all we want just drop the mandate then they become terrorists somehow that have to be crushed and they've got to be fined and they've got to be destroyed. Their livelihoods have to be destroyed. That is tyranny. I just saw all there is to it. It's tyranny. The, the, um, the heroes of, of the, the pandemic were nurses and frontline workers and until they want, didn't want to get vaccinated. Until they didn't want to get vaccinated. And then, you, you know, here in Indiana, we saw Ascension Health just try to stomp out these these nurses that literally 12 months earlier they were praising saying you guys are there is no vaccine you guys are putting your lives at risk every day we're so proud of you thank you for what you're doing and then the vaccine comes out and these nurses are like listen we've been fighting this for uh, 12 months now we we feel like our our immunity we've built up immunity we've got the antibodies we've had covid we've overcome covid and ascension just said nope get out go find another job and and uh, and they stood up and and you know it's funny they <laughs> but Ascension early on was like oh it's just a small number same thing Trudeau was saying about the Canadians it's a it's a fringe minority oh yeah that's all you are right just yeah a just a fringe minority, minority. and uh, and then they these these nurses they man they held their ground I was so proud of them they held their ground they they got fired and within mm -hmm. about four months <laughs> mm -hmm. the the workload on all the people that were still there was so terrible mm -hmm. that St. Vincent's in Ascension Healthcare uh, uh, called called them all back and said would you please come back we need you back and and that was a testament I think a lot of them said you know you know <laughs> go pound sand we're not coming back mm -hmm. uh, but but that's a testament to standing true to your principles and and I, I think we are I think we're living in this amazing time where we get to play out the this in this grand scheme of history i mean i feel like the angels and the saints are watching and they're saying who they're looking for those who are going to be beacons of liberty carried into a, a a a world that's full of oppression and slavery and and i think you know to put the 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 biblical perspective on this nathan i mean freedom is one of the most precious gifts god has ever given man mm -hmm. i would say second only to his son mm -hmm. i mean I, that's we we have to stand up for freedom and we have to support those who are standing for freedom like those truckers like those nurses like everybody who is who's speaking truth in the media the the good journalists the brave journalists who are actually exposing the lies and going against the narrative of, mm -hmm. of mainstream media that is for freedom mm -hmm. and you know God's very clear in scripture it's for freedom's sake that Christ has set us free I mean yeah. that's how much he values freedom when when you were a little boy 
Did your Sunday school teachers teach with flannel graph? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Do you remember learning stories like over and over? I just remember learning stories about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and Daniel. Yep. Right? Oh, yeah. We'd learn it all the time. I guess I always thought the vast majority of people are not with the Lord. They're, they're not righteous. They're not, they go with the flow of whatever's happening in the world, and they want to have power, and they want to have prestige with certain people, and they're not going to do what's right. Yeah. If you are going to be the righteous, you're going to be the righteous few. You're going to be the righteous who are told not to worship the Lord. You're going to be canceled. You're going to... Uh, you're you're gonna be punished. You're going to suffer great, uh, you know, uh, great choices about whether you're gonna be on the easy life or you're gonna take this hard life. Yeah. And I just I'm so surprised that there are so many Christians today, and they just get in line with what the world says, and they don't. It's a, it's like no, we're not gonna really question that. We're not going to get out of sync with this because then we'll look like this fringe element. And everything I kind of see in the scripture is it's the few that are holding on to truth. Mm-hmm. It, the Bible says that wide is a way that leads to destruction, you know, and many there will be that find that, but straight is the way narrow is the gate that leads to life and few there be who find it. Mm. So, when you are outnumbered in the world, boy, that might tell you which side might be the right side. You know, I've been saying that this in the last two years, look at who your allies are and it'll give you a really good hint on if you're on the side of truth or on the side of lies, if you're on the side of righteousness or if you're on the side of wickedness, it's when, when you have to look around and you see that Hollywood or mainstream media, people who never proclaim the name of Jesus, Amen. think That's about right. that. Yep. And the politicians, if you want to know what's what party to be a part of, I'm not telling you to be Republican, Democrat, Independent, Libertarian. Just look at the parties or the, or the politicians platforms. that proclaim the name of Jesus. Yep. You will not hear any Democrat proclaim the name of Jesus. They very seldomly talk about God. You're talking about in the... In the in the Democratic Party at, the, at large, a Democrat Party at large. Yes, I'm, I know there are Democrats not, that not, are not the voting constituents. That's right. You're talking. About I'm talking about actually the, running the run, Yes, if when you look at the leaders, mm-hmm. you will very seldomly hear them mention God, and you almost never. I can't remember the last time I've heard them invoke the name of Jesus. Well, whenever they put God back into the platform. <laughs> There was booing happening. No, no, no. It wasn't that. It was it was in 2012. They they had to approve the party platform and the word God was in that platform. And there was a push to remove God from the party platform. And so there was this huge secular progressive movement in 2012. They wanted God out of the party platform. They ended up voting on this. To keep it in. To keep it in. And the the nays were overwhelmingly more than the yays to keep it in but the guy at the at the podium if you go back and listen to this he he didn't know what to do because basically leadership had said hey we're keeping we're keeping this as is we're not going to change this this is causing too much controversy keep god in in 2012 keep god in right Mm -hmm. so kudos to leadership for wanting that in well the people didn't want it in Mm. and he says uh the the yays have it. And everyone was like, whoa, no. Is that how that went? Yeah, wow. and they started booing. And then they had to go back, and they actually had to do a count, and the nays had it, and they removed the, the, the wording of God from the party platform in 2012, from that moment. Now, think about this. This was 2012. You still even had leaders of the Democrat Party, like the Hillary Clintons, who would still reference marriage being between one man and one woman oh yeah at that point that that point that was you would you still had the leaders of the democrat party saying hey listen little boys are little boys little girls are little girls we're not doing this transgender nonsense obama changed it in 2012 if i remember his second term he decided to throw that away that's right it it it, it was right about that same time right it all sort of started like a codifying yep. within that. But I would say the nail in the coffin is when they remove God, not from the party platform. I get it. People say, well, it's just lip service. Even the Republican party, I know Republicans who are not Christians. They mm-hmm. just, it's lip service. Sure. Absolutely. But the point is 
you at least are adhering to there is a there is a God. His name is Jesus. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The same God our founders pray to is the God that our party is going to look to in times of trouble, for guidance, for wisdom, for knowledge. Mm -hmm. That's even saying that in your party platform, even if people don't believe it, there's still an element of humility and and saying we are relying on this God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm -hmm. God will bless that to some extent. The moment you remove God and say, oh, I, this God thing is so dumb. We're going to, like, there's no God. We're going to, just to even prove we're right, we're going to take his name out of everything, which is what the Democrats did. Scripture is very clear. Those are the times where the Lord says, all right, fine. I'm going to harden your heart. I'm going to, you want me gone? I'm going to remove myself from you. I'm going to give you to your foolish ways. And look how foolish the Democrat Party from 2012 to 2022 have become. They are pushing some of the most asinine, stupid. Against nature. Uh, I mean, some of the stuff we would have said in 2012. Hey, in 2022, we're going to have a party that really is going to be okay with pushing communism. You know, we're going to have communist socialists running Marx, the Democrat Party. Yeah. Marxists running the Democrat Party. <clears throat> They're going to be making the argument that Boys can be girls. Girls can be boys. There's gonna they're gonna be supporting transgender men competing in college <laughs> yeah. sports. We're, we're for women. <laughs> we're the party for women, but we're gonna destroy women's sports by saying that a woman is just breasts. That's if, it. That's if, all a woman is, and 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 hormones. That's if all. I would have told you that oh in twenty in twenty twelve, you would have said, "Micah, no way. They yep. there <clears throat> there is no way." Yeah. But they remove God and look at how stupid they've become. Well, and, and, you know, it goes to Romans chapter one, professing to be wise, they became fools. Oh, yeah. Right. And they would not acknowledge God as God. Yep. Right. And that is, you know, because when you get rid of absolute truth, then you get into my opinion, your opinion. Yep. And then that is, that's just, um, that's just shifting sin yeah. that's that that shifts constantly with every new movement of the uh, of the winds of change and then what foundation do you have until yeah i heard you you know earlier playing that that uh that men's choir from the gay oh yeah gay, san francisco uh, san francisco choir talking about coming after your children yeah oh yeah we're coming after your children we're gonna we're indoctrinating we're, we're gonna indoctrinate them and yeah. we're gonna make you like it and yeah all this stuff and they're not even hiding it anymore yeah. i mean it's not like oh we just want to be left alone let, let us live yeah. in peace that's not at all what yeah. they wanted yeah. they they want to they they want to change the world to look like um you know, like like the the sinister anti Christian um, philosophy that they truly believe in their heart. They're not looking for acceptance; they're looking for affirmation. If you cannot affirm everything they then are, destroyed. then you have to be destroyed. Yeah. I, I accept people where they're at. I, I you know, we welcome at Life Church. You can come to our church as you are, where you are, and you're going to be loved on. People are going to love you. You're going to find Jesus, and Jesus is going to He's going to change you into that new creation. We're not saying you've got to be one way to come to our church at all, but what we won't do is we won't affirm you in your sin. Yeah, we're not going to say, "Hey, alcoholic, you know what? Why don't you just keep on, just keep on going to the bar and hanging out and drinking? I know it's destroying your life, but it's just who you are." No, we wouldn't do that because we love you too much. That's right. It's the same thing with sexual sin, with sexual lifestyles. We love you too much to tell you to keep doing what you're doing when you're when we know it's not God's best for you. Well, and we don't have the authority to say it. You cannot, as Christians who are followers of Christ, say something that the king doesn't say. Yeah. You don't have that right. We're all sexually broken. It's not that you have to be sexually perfect to, you know, to come to God. Well, I mean, speak I, for yourself. Everybody's got some brokenness somewhere. <laughs> We're just saying that all sexual brokenness has to be submitted to Christ. Yep. And, and you, we're not going to tell you uh, you're okay the way you are. No, you need to be changed into the likeness of Jesus. Yeah. You got to let the Holy Spirit do his work. And and his work is the sanctification process of making you look like Jesus. And and what whatever doesn't look like Jesus is not it is is not good. It's not righteous. I want to say something too going back to kind of the Democrat party, you know, 
we we know that there are, I have friends who are Democrats that love Jesus. So this is not a, if you're a Democrat, you don't, you're not loving Jesus, but because there's, there's Republicans who are in a party that still claims God to be the God of the universe who aren't Christians. They, they absolutely don't know God. They don't know Jesus. They have a form it, of godliness, but deny the power exactly, thereof. Right. And so this isn't about one party being a righteous party That's and right. another party being not a righteous party. This is about who is proclaiming the name of God. Who is proclaiming the name of Jesus? Find those people and walk alongside of those people. Well, the scripture says, test the spirits to see if they're of God. And that's the, there's the litmus test. Who's Jesus? Yeah. Tell me who Jesus yep. is. I can, I can guarantee you, we got the Republican uh, state convention coming up in June in Indiana. I could go into that convention center. I can talk to people about Jesus. And there would be people that say, oh, I love Jesus. I know Jesus. I follow Jesus. They would love to talk about Jesus. Mm-hmm. I could probably, I mean, probably six, out, six or seven out of every 10 people I talk to, I've done it before. I could go and have a Jesus conversation and people would be so accepting and receiving of Jesus and who he is. And probably most people in that building will probably say this some extent they have a relationship with jesus and would say it publicly right you can't do that in a democrat uh setting anymore you can't like you could walk into those settings and i've done i've tried it and i've I've asked people hey tell me is is it okay to come up here and proclaim the name of jesus from the pulpit oh no you can't do that because there's going to be people here that you know that would offend too much so we're going to keep that under wraps you're going to and 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 again it's not to say that one party is better than the other it's to say that until until we the Republican Party removes the name of God, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be in that party because I believe there's still hope because Jesus is allowed to be there. Right, the moment they shut the door on and God, and it might it, it could be coming. I mean, I'm not saying it, it could be in a few years where they remove God from their party platform too. When that happens, I'm gone. I'm like, all right, yeah. peace out. Yeah. I'm <laughs> I'll go start. Well, but, we I think that's why. If you are whatever party you are, you, it's your job to police those within your ranks. Hi, you know, hire the ones that are the good yep. ones. Yep. I mean, our family were Democrats. Yep. You know, in in uh, in in Pennsylvania, we were called Casey Casey Democrats, and Bob Casey pro, pro life. Pro, Casey yeah. was pro life. You know, my grandfather was a you know a Democrat, and and uh, and it, it was it was that you know largely from our family background, it was Catholic. And so you, you had an understanding of the sanctity of life. You had to, to vote in that direction. But when a party leaves the Lord, then you have to make some adjustments. And if we have Republicans that don't know the Lord, I'm not going to vote you in. Yeah, you know, I'm, I, I yeah. mean, you know, that I, I'm going to at least count my vote a certain way. And people could bring that back to Trump, you know. Um, but the I, there was a time, man, I was not pro-Trump at all. Yeah. I was, I was like, no, I do not want this guy. <laughs> and I, I, I now I'll be honest with you, policy wise, right? Yeah. If if I had to talk about, you know, is 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 Trump really a good Christian man or whatever, I would say he's a very infantile Christian if, if he's a Christian. Right. But, but I would say that, uh, from his policies, I would say he has governed in, in a manner that's more pro life, pro Christian, pro freedom, pro biblical, pro pro biblical values, you know, like, um, I would love to hear him just grow in his faith big time. You well, know, he, I, you know, but he's on a good start because he at least says he has accepted Jesus into his oh, heart. Oh no, he he, like, he professes that. He'll now. say that. Yeah. And he has no problem mentioning the name of Jesus. He's done it in national speeches. He has he has led the nation in focusing on Jesus at times. And I know there's going to be Christians out there who hate Trump and be like, oh my gosh, he's just doing that for votes. You know what? I don't care why he's doing it. He's pointing people to Jesus. And guess what? If someone goes to Jesus and says, what's this Jesus guy that Trump's talking about? I'm going to go check him out. Well, guess what they're going to find? They find they're going to find Jesus, and it's not going to be about Trump at all. It's going to be about, holy cow, this Jesus guy is amazing. And it's... Was it was it Paul's disciples? Who was it that came to him or Peter? I can't remember. And they they were saying, "Hey, there's a there's somebody else." It was Jesus' disciples. It was Jesus' disciples, and, and they, they were, were mad because there was a guy out preaching, but it wasn't one of them. 
and, and he, they were and, and he like, was doing. We it, should tell them to be quiet. Well, because he, he was doing it for his his personal uh, personal gain, right? It was a it was like kingdom. The motivation wasn't necessarily pure in heart. And what did Jesus say to him? If I remember correctly, he says he says, "Look, if they're not if they're not against us, they're for us." Yeah. yeah. Right. Just just just. They're, pre- go, they're preaching you know? the kingdom. Yeah. So, you know, who cares what the motivation is? They're preaching the kingdom is kind of is what is yeah. what that is. And I I think it's the same thing. It's like, listen, if, if the kingdom's being preached, if Jesus's name is being proclaimed, that's where we got to get to as a nation. And that and it doesn't mean that everybody's going to be mature in their faith or even, you know, having faith at all. But look for hitch your horse to the or hitch your cart to the horses that are that are actually not afraid to proclaim the name of Jesus, because that's at least the start. Well, really listen to what they had to say, right? I mean, it just, you have to, you just have to listen to what they say and know the principles of the, what is the difference between a republic and an oligarchy? Because the elite leading yeah. the way they want to and just saying, well, this is the way we're going to go. That's an oligarchy. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the, uh, you know, this certain group of people that are making all these decisions and you got to go back to what America is. America is the idea of the rule of law, not just people, not just what people want that day. The rule of law is to slow everything down. It's to give it due process. It's, it's, it's to not, just give over to emotion, but to process. Yeah. And there's the beauty of it. When we are just negating process, we're not following our own laws. That that is unacceptable. You know, they just had that thing in Pennsylvania where they where they went through the Constitution, and it was ruled that in no way did Pennsylvania follow the Constitution when it came to the uh, election, you know, to the election, yeah. right? They just inserted their own rules and you had probably bureaucrats, unelected bureaucrats that all of a sudden just start, just start saying, well, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And it's, and, and, you know, it wasn't that we've never had a famine or a pestilence ever come into the history of, of the country over the 245 years of the, of the constitution. It's, it's not that that's never happened. It was ruled. These are the ways we're going to vote. And these are the rules by which we're going to do it. And when you start throwing out your own rules, just because the ends justify the means, that is not the way we're supposed to roll. The ends do not justify the means. The process is important. The rule of law is important. And we don't turn over our, our country to an oligarchy. Yeah. yeah, in Pennsylvania, if you don't if you don't haven't followed that story, they the, the Supreme Court in Pennsylvania ruled that the universal mail in voting that they put in place um, sort of as an emergency measure was uh, was unconstitutional in their state constitution. They and they essentially said, Hey, legislature, you can't just usurp uh, you can't just usurp the, the Constitution without going through the right process. If you want to change the Constitution, you can do that, legislature. Yeah, you just have to do it legally. You, you got to do it legally. And they didn't do it legally. That's they right. just put in their own little, uh, made the made the rules, like you said, and we're going to, oh, because of the pandemic, we're going to change the game. And there is nothing in the, in the state Constitution of Pennsylvania that says pandemics allow our, our, our basis for changing That's the rules. That's right. So you have a yep. state that went 49.9% one way to 49.1%. Yeah. And you say, how many of those yep. votes were not legal? Yep. Right? Trump won Pennsylvania without a doubt, especially after the Supreme Court ruling. There's, cause that, but they'll never go back. No, no They're they not going to go back. They're There's, not going to say, oops, we got yep. that wrong. Nope. You know, it doesn't even get the, 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 media, the, coverage. the media coverage. We're not going to talk about it. I bet most people listening probably didn't even know that that had happened in Pennsylvania. Yep. You know what I mean? But, like, it, but it absolutely did. Yep. And that's and that's the problem. Going back to this deceptive press, the hypocrisy. If this was the other if this was on the other it foot, would have been wall to wall coverage. Oh my god. They gosh. wouldn't even have had commercials. Yep. Yep. You would have you would hear about it. Everyone would know everybody's yep. name involved. That's exactly right. And this is, you know, again, I, I loved your analogy of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because you you get to st- you might feel like you're alone standing for truth. You might be saying, "Hey, I know there's something here," and everyone around you may be saying, "There's nothing there. You're a conspiracy theorist. No one's talking about it. It's not on the news." Stand strong. 
can you imagine going back? Okay, if you don't know the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they was, there was this wicked king. His name was King Nebuchadnezzar. He wanted everyone to bow down to this big golden statue uh, that was made in his image and, and worship this statue. And, and, and the, the Israelites had been, had been conquered by the Chaldeans, and they had been led, led out, off into Babylon. And, and, and you had some godly men like Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who were still worshiping the one true God. Well, when Nebuchadnezzar said, everyone who doesn't bow down to this image that I've made, we're going to throw you into this huge uh, furnace. And you're going to be, I mean, it was so hot that it killed the guy who opened the door, right? That's how hot it was, the guards that were there. It, and and so, so that was the debt. That was what was waiting for people who didn't bow down. And I, I think to myself, if I could go back in time, think about if we could just go back in that moment Step into time and go to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that that morning. Say, hey, guys, what you're about ready to do today is going to echo throughout all of eternity. Mm -hmm. They didn't know what was going to happen. They didn't know that we, thousands of years later, are going to still be talking about it today on this podcast. Mm -hmm. And that we're going to look to them for strength to stand for truth when everyone else around us is bowing down. And I bet there are a lot of their friends who bowed down right beside. I don't think they were the only righteous, quote unquote, righteous people. That well, they're not the only princes that were taken. Yes. You know, I mean, these, yep. they, they are they are the best of the people of Judah yep, that, that, were were, that were carted away, you yep. know? And so... What do you think their friends were saying? Guys, what are you doing? Get, oh, oh get yeah. Get down. Oh, yeah. And well, I mean, but they had already had other things in their life. Like even when they got into the, you know, the, the academy of yeah. the king and... They had to eat all the you know, food. You know, what kind of food are you yeah. going to eat? Well, Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are the ones who say, well, we're not going to eat that kind of food, right? Let us let us show you. So they started with smaller battles, and the battles escalated in their day. Yeah. But the, the, the cool thing is when the pipes played and the horns sounded and the whole world bowed, three men stood there all alone. Yeah. You know, and they, you know, they, in the old song, A Russ Taff, I don't know if you've ever heard it called not going to bow. I'm not going to bow to your idols. We won't bow. Oh no. And so they, you know, to your point, they get the, the Nebuchadnezzar is so mad that somebody would defy him. He heats up the, heats up the, the, the furnace seven times hotter than it was before that. It literally kills the men that are carrying Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. When they throw them in there, they're walking around in the midst of, of the flames, but there's a fourth person in the fire. Who's the fourth person? Nebuchadnezzar says, it looks as if the son of God is in there, yeah. you know? So the question is, who is with you? Yeah. Who Who is with you? My mom had a bumper sticker that she actually put on the dashboard of her little car. And it said, one plus God equals a majority, mm. you know? And you got to be okay as a Christian to stand alone. You got to be okay as the righteous to stand alone with righteousness. You will be outnumbered, but that's kind of the point of why we tell you these stories <laughs> so that you'll know on the day it happens, stand up and be outnumbered. That's okay. You're in the remnant of Israel. You're the ones who don't bow knee to what everybody else is bowing knee to. And that is actually what a Christian's supposed to look like. Do you know how you know? You know how you know you were created to be the one standing alone with God on your side when all the world turns against you. Look how popular the Marvel movies are. And look how many times in those movies, and you can not just Marvel movies, but go back to to Braveheart, go back to The Patriot, go back to all these movies that we just are ep- they're epic battle movies, right? There's always a moment where the good guys are completely outgunned and outnumbered, and yet one person stands up and says, we're not going to bow. We're going to fight even if it costs us everything. Yeah. And those movies always, for the most part, the the good guys come out victorious in this miraculous, like somehow something happens that saves the day, right? And and you see, and, and when that happens, I can't tell you when I was watching uh, Endgame, right? When, when the... It looked like it was all over for Captain America and for you know Iron Man, mm-hmm. and then and then it just started to change. There was this moment of hope where he hears in his in his intercom system uh, the guys coming. I think it was Black Panther or it was uh, Falcon kind of flying and say, "Hey Cap, we're on your left, right?" 
and you see them all start coming, you're like, yes, this is awesome. Yeah. That right there tells me that this it's not a coincidence that that resonates with our spirit yeah. and with our soul because yeah. that's how God made us. Yeah, it's that, our story. Yeah. It's, it's, it's our story. In the end, will we be outnumbered? Yes, but then the king comes. I mean, yeah. it's in the Lord of the Rings, That's right. in, the t- in, in the two towers, right? Yeah. Look for me on the on the fifth day, yeah. on the morning of the fifth yeah. day. You know, and look to the east. Yes. And over yeah. over the hill comes the sunrise. Was it the fifth so, day or was it the third what, day? What, what, no, I think it's I think it's like a fourth or fifth. Day. Okay, all right. but anyway, you know, look for me because because it's at the end of hope. That the king comes, yeah. you know, yeah. and that's why you got Revelation two and three, and it's saying, "He who endures until the end, he who endures until the end, he who endures until the end." Yeah. Every one of those churches are told, "You'll have a new name. You'll have a you you you'll you'll eat of the tree." Yeah. You know, it's it's these great promises uh, to those who endure, and I think you just have to you have to realize that is your story. Stand up. Don't don't worry about being alone. First off, you're really never alone. In in the truest sense, there's other people. They're not bowing knee. You're not by yourself. I had this lady, she came uh, over here at the Noblesville campus and she came up to me and she goes, you know, in a world where I feel like, man, we're just outnumbered and outgunned to use your word. She goes, Life Church is my vaccination. <laughs> she goes, I just get inoculated weekly. You know, I thought that's awesome. I love that. I feel like there's a sticker, a bumper sticker or a shirt that we can make right there. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Life Church is my vaccination. There <laughs> Come get your booster shot. 8.30 and 10 o'clock. That's awesome, man. You should make that. I'll put that on something. I love that's it. Awesome. I love it. Well, it's what it, it's encouraging, man. I tell you what, when you when you look at scripture, even though the hypocrisy of the media, the hypocrisy of 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 the left and the ruling class elite like we we were talking about earlier, I know we kind of we kind of uh, rabbit trailed off of the the spy the spy gate going on, but boy, it is encouraging to know that one plus God equals a majority. And you may Amen. say, man, justice is never prevailing. This is, doesn't matter. I mean, what good is it? Like, what what can we do in this political environment? It's so far gone. And I had a guy today ask me, uh, he's a fellow pastor in the area, and he said, he said, do you really think that there's hope for the, like, for, for our political system, for our government and for our nation? And I said, as long as Jesus is on the throne, there's always hope. Yeah, it may not go the way that we think it should go or we want it to go, but nothing's impossible for God. And I think if if um, if America humbles her heart and cries out to God, repents, turns from our wicked ways, He will hear us and He will heal our land. And that's the hope that I think we all need to latch onto right now. No matter how outnumbered we are, we we look at man those brave truckers in Canada. Yeah, they may. You know, it's not every Canadian for sure, but boy, they're standing up to uh, the ruling class elite, and it's it's encouraging. and And there's there's hope, you know. And I, I don't know, if, you know, how many of them are Christians and follow Jesus, but but they're latching on to a biblical concept of freedom, and and God, I think, is blessing that, and I think mm-hmm. He will always bless that. So yeah. stand for freedom, know the Lord, know Jesus, and and uh, it's gonna your life is gonna be like a Marvel movie someday. You will look back. And you will say, "Oh my goodness, that was incredible!" When we thought it was all lost, God, uh, God swooped in at the last moment. Amen. And, He's and the, the hero the, of the, the king, story. Yep, the king came. The king came. Well, hey man, it's been good to catch up with you, Nathan, and and um, it's a talk. Lot of fun. It is absolutely. So, thanks for listening. Subscribe to us. Like us on iTunes. Give us a comment. This has been Jesus, Sex, and Politics. I'm Micah. And I'm Nathan. And we talk about all those things culture doesn't want to talk about. That will scare you. We'll catch you next time.